Hello and welcome back to Tradie Business School, the podcast where we love to have real conversations and give you top tips on how to run your trades or contracting business more easily, profitably and enjoyably. It's Miranda Hill here. Welcome back. I'm sure you've, if you're tuning in for the first time, then uh, welcome. I'm Miranda Hill. If you've listened to me before, then hello and welcome back. I truly um, appreciate you tuning in and listening to these episodes. I love to spend this time with you all. So wherever you are tuning in, from in the world, then welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about the five signs it's time to fire a client and how to do it. Have you ever taken on a client that you've regretted? You know, that client that you're like, ah, geez, I wish I'd said no to that client. What a pain in the ass they are. Perhaps you had rose-colored glasses on when you said yes to them. You thought that they would work out. You ignored those crucial warning signs that they were going to be a client that you didn't want to have. Or perhaps you just did it on a whim of hope that it would all work out in the end, a whim of hope that you perhaps could change the situation or that perhaps those signs were in fact untrue that you'd got it wrong. Perhaps it was that you needed the work as well. I've heard that so often with clients is that they need the work. So they were worried about saying no to the work and so they've said yes to it just to get the revenue in. Then they've regretted it. There's a bit of a false economy. I wonder if you've noticed this is that often those clients that you say yes to, that you should have said no to, there is a false economy in the value that they bring in. Yeah, they, they, they've, and when they, when they pay their bill, if they pay their bill, they might be one of those ones that don't. We'll talk more to that in a moment. If they pay their bill, you're like, great, I've got this revenue in. Well, but the time invested, the hourly rate, the stress levels and the lack of production or productivity or efficiencies in your business that occur as a result of servicing that client and getting that job done and over the line take has a ripple effect. There's all these second order consequences to the attention and time spent on the pain in the ass client. I'm sure all of you have recognized this before, worked with that client that has sucked your time and your energy stressed you out and meant that maybe you weren't your best self for interactions with other clients. Maybe you weren't your best self in your sales conversations. Maybe you weren't your best self in even managing your teams. And so therefore the morale may not and culture may not have been the best that it could have been if you had not had that client. So there are so many second order consequences to think about taking on a client that you should have said no to. Let's talk about the signs that it's time to fire a client. I've got uh, five of them here I'll go through that will be um, probably, I'm sure that these will resonate with many, many of you. So the first one is the unprofitable and late paying client. The unprofitable late paying client. So those are the clients that don't pay on time. They may question their invoice. Invoice. Have you ever had that one before where they start nitpicking over the invoice? It impacts cash flow and cash flow is king in a business. 
It is so critical. So uh, anyone that's questioning an invoice, not paying it on time is jeopardizing the well-being and future of your business. A flag of about you know these unprofitable or late playing clients are those uh, prospects or leads or inquiries who start being finicky about your quote from the outset, asking for breakdowns. They start questioning hourly rates. If you're one of those people, uh, business owners that put hourly rates on your invoices and you don't quote per job, you quote per hourly rate. So they may start picking apart the hourly rate on that. They're asking for breakdowns of everything. Uh, They start asking a lot of questions. They're the nitpicker or the disputer of things or believing that they might be able to do a real Christian price of some kind of supply, anything like that. So you know them. Uh, they, they, they They won't be so client that is profitable. The second one is the big ego, the big ego. So let me know or have a think about this one if this one lands with you. I'm sure that many of you out there have encountered a big ego client. They're the ones that uh, question your advice and or your recommendations, the ones that think that they know better. The impact of this is it will impact efficiencies, it will impact profit, and it will waste time. Every time you have to spend extra time answering all of their questions because they believe they could do your job better than you, then it will impact efficiency, which is profit and time. They are the clients that believe they know better. They are the ones that don't follow instructions. They are the ones that expect you to pick up the pieces when it all goes wrong. You know, you arrive at job site and, and, and or, or, or at a property and they've not followed the instructions in terms of what you require to do your job. They haven't provided you with the information that you need or they just they just get in the way. They don't follow your instructions. Um, so the, the big ego. Number three, the time eater. I'm sure we have all encountered a time eater. The client that asks for endless revisions, the client that questions things, the client that seems to create and manifest problem after problem. They're just constant problems. They are finding things that need fixing or rectifying or they, you know, they, 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 you can begin to see how some of these blend together in terms of uh, the problems that get occurred. So the time eaters, uh, often it's the ones that often the big ego, the time eater, they're the same sorts of things. The time eater is also the one that is a poor communicator that asks you for something, it's clear as mud, you've got to go back and clarify. Uh, they, they, they may make assumptions or they, they require multiple um, stages or steps of dialogue to achieve one simple thing. Communicate poorly. They may come back and say, that's not what I said. Uh, this one, uh, they are timing is also the mind changes the mind changes. So, you know, for you builders out there, it's the ones that decide at the last minute that they want the different light put in um, once you've cut the holes and everything's all roughed in. You've got, you know, the, the, the different the different tapware or tapware for plumbers or you've got different placements of things, The all sorts of things. They change their minds. So they are all time-eating things which will affect your efficiencies and profitability. 
they will also frustrate you probably quite. You just say, oh, goodness, could you stop asking so many questions and just let me get on with my job? I wonder if uh, that lands with many of you. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Number four, the values mismatch. Values mismatch. So those of you that have tuned into our episodes in, in Tradie Business School before or a part of our free group, the uh, Tradies and General Contractors Global, which I thoroughly recommend you jump on in because we have free content and lives there all of the time. You will have heard us talk before about vision, mission and values being the most important things in a business. So go back and listen to those episodes and go back to the beginning even of this podcast and we were not this episode, but the there are about 60 odd episodes prior to this that you can go back and we touch on vision and mission and values quite often. A values mismatch client is someone who's not a match, quite obviously, um, not a match. They don't match your values. They may undermine uh, you or your staff. They are the ones that may be uh, the ones that mistreat you or your team. They can be rude. Uh, You'll see things like lack of respect. They don't respect boundaries either. So clients that may call you at all hours of the night have unreasonable expectations that just do not respect the boundaries that you set that you need to deliver your job uh, on time and to the highest of qualities because I know all of you out there aspire to great quality. It's it's important as technicians, as um, masters of your trade, then quality matters. And I've not met a tradee yet that uh, quality doesn't matter for. So the values mismatch and you will know what your values are, what matters to you in your business. And so therefore, it's really important. We talk about values in terms of hiring to values, but we also take on clients according to our values. So if quality matters and using the highest quality of, for example, products or sorry, materials to deliver on a job and to get things you know straight to get things lined up to get things squared up and to have uh, an exceptional finish to what you are delivering matters to you then the person that is the price hunter and wanting it done yesterday and those sorts of things and wants to haggle they're probably not going to be a values match for you so think about what matters in your business you will all have different, uh, slightly different values and you'll know when your client's not a values match. So they might undermine, mistreat, they're often rude, sort of they feel disrespectful and don't respect boundaries. So number five is next, the mission misaligned client, the mission misaligned client. So they are not a vision or mission match. So just as we had the values mismatch, we've got the mission misaligned. So Your vision or purpose for existing, the reason that you do what you do, why you do what you do, we refer to as your vision. Some people call it a purpose. So that is your vision. Your mission is often the goals that you have, the big, hairy, audacious 10-year goal. It's what you do. It's the what of what you do. So either or they're not a vision or a mission match. So you know why you do what you do in business. And if you don't, I thoroughly make you recommend. In fact, I would say it's it's a must, a need, uh, a got to to go and organize and spend some time organizing your vision and mission. I would recommend you go back and listen to the previous episodes on when we talk about do that. 
And it's also in Barry's book, Path to Freedom, there's a series of steps of how exactly to do that. So I thoroughly recommend you uh, do that. So once you've got your vision and mission, you will know whether a client is in alignment with that. So taking on a client that's going to move you away from where you're going in business, your direction and your goals is someone I would say is mission misaligned and is a client that you should either fire or say no to. As a bonus, number six, I will mention I had those five. Those are the five ways to recognize whether it's to say no to a client or to fire a client. The bonus is thinking through where for those of you that have done some work on knowing who your ideal client is, also known as a persona or an avatar for a client. It is the description of if you of your ideal client. If you could have a business full of this type of client, they're the client that you love to work for, work with. They're the client that's profitable, the client that brings all of you joy, treats your uh, business and your team exactly as you would like, and you, as I said, it is profitable and enjoyable. Your ideal client. When you are very very clear on who that is, their wants, their desires, their problems, their pains where they live, uh, what it is that they need, how they want to communicate with you, uh, what matters to them most, what keeps them up at night, all of those sorts of things, then you will know immediately if client is worth firing because you're very, very clear on who it is is your ideal client. That is for uh, those of you out there who are really, really clear on who your ideal client is. And it's definitely worth putting some work into and thinking about those sorts of things. You could think about it for a moment. Uh, any of you right now, think about all of your clients in your business right now. Now, now notice the one or two or three that pop out immediately. You think, if I could work with these clients or this type of client all day, every day, uh, my world, my business would be a better place. You will know immediately those that spring to mind. Then if you analyze those two to three clients and notice what it is about them, everything about them, then you will know who your ideal client is. And you might want to merge those two or three into one person. It may be one client. You think if I could have this client all of the time, that'd be great. But you can kind of merge in your mind two to three together to create one person. So there we go. So how to fire a client, how to fire a client. We've talked about the five different types of client that you would want to fire and how we do it. So I would recommend for one, finish your contract out. If they are currently a client with you and you have promised or agreed to a deliverable, finish your contract, do the right thing by them. Secondly, when you're having the conversation with them, frame it personally, leave emotions at the door. It is so, so easy when a client is being challenging to bring emotion into it, to be reactionary instead of responsive. So set your intention when you're having this conversation, leave your emotions at the door, state facts, stick to facts, and if in doubt, leave it out. The last one is to provide a plan. So if you are going through and you've got a number of clients that you would like to let go of or move on from, and I I know the word fire is, I want to fire this client and sometimes fit some clients, other clients, it may seem a little negative and a little bit dramatic. You might just go, you know what, I've moved on in my business and you are no longer my ideal client and you know that it's time to let them go. However, that you know that they... um, 
and and you believe and feel uh, that they are they're great people and you're almost probably feeling a little bad about having the conversation with them it's maybe something that you're going you're wanting to avoid so for these clients um and i would say for all of them look if you can a way to provide a plan if you have a recommendation for somebody or another type it might be a particular business that they could go to instead of yours if that's somebody that you know of and trust to recommend that they move to, or you provide a plan of maybe how they could go about achieving uh, what they want to achieve in the future, who, what sort of businesses they could look up, just give them a plan, even if it's a couple of steps to think about so that you are, I guess, gifting them a little bit of value and letting them know that whilst uh, that, that you're thinking of them and that you understand that they may wish to have their the, the service provided for them in the future again and that you're not just sort of dropping them completely and not caring. It demonstrates a bit of compassion and care and that goes a long way. Uh, goodwill goes a long way so do right by them treat them well and that goodwill uh, will sow the seed in the future quite likely um, sometimes it won't but in in the future our goodwill will sprout into little seeds in the future and it may be you never know a conversation they're having uh, you know in the pub with a mate and and they may refer you you may never know of these conversations but I would always plant goodwill, goodwill seeds where you can so don't keep a client because you need the work. I touched on that in the beginning. Don't keep a client because you need the work because it will cost you. Today we've talked about the five signs. It's time to fire a client or let them go and how to do it. That's it. I'm going to leave it there for this episode. If you have any questions or you liked or loved this episode, then please share it. Uh, we really appreciate reaching more and more ears every day. I'm truly appreciative of you tuning in today. Until the next episode, have a wonderful morning, evening, uh, day, wherever you are. And uh, until then, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.